Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. There is so much developing, so much breaking on a national level, as well as state level, local level. All eyes certainly on what's happening in Bucks County and in the suburbs right now. It could come down to this 34-year-old man, Joe Hogan, Republican in Bucks County. He's ahead right now. So we know that there are meetings taking place for example, um, the, the Board of Elections in Bucks County meeting this morning, but it looks like as of this minute, the Republican in Pennsylvania, Joe Hogan, is winning that seat. So what does it mean? We know that the Republican in Montgomery County, he also was winning his seat, and these races are critical. Why? Because it's a narrow margin, but as of this minute, it appears appears that the Republicans in Pennsylvania maintain the House. So this is huge for the legislature, right? And let's talk about the difference a legislature, a legislature and these lawmakers make. And think about especially as of in January when Governor Wolf outgoing term limited as a Democrat, he leaves. And then Democrat Josh Shapiro from this area, from Montgomery, Montgomery County, Abington takes his place, you will have those checks and balances, correct? So you have a Republican-controlled Senate, and as of this minute, it appears likely that Republicans may very well hold the House. It's closer than it has been in more than a decade in Pennsylvania. And speaking of the legislature, let's talk about what's happening with this committee right now that is meeting to take a vote and we'll find out. We should find out today whether or not D.A. Larry Krasner will be held accountable. This is uh, decision day. As they move forward, will they will they vote to impeach District Attorney Larry Krasner? I saw the New York Times. I mean, everybody's watching this. It's making national news on so many levels. Pennsylvania, sometimes I look up to the networks and I see they're reporting on Pennsylvania. They're reporting on Philadelphia. Do you ever notice this? And it's because we really are center stage. And I think we're a model for the nation. We also have, I'm following as well, what's going on with the Bucks County School District we've been talking about that is fighting back and pushing back hard, saying they will not be bullied. And I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially declaring battle and about to hire, it appears, if all the sources are correct, that they're going to hire an impeccable legal team that I'll be talking about today to fight back against these allegations 
that they are somehow bullies to students in the LGBTQ plus community. And as I read this, the ACLU, what they're saying is that if you, you school board, you district, if you dare say that a child will be called by their legal name when they don't want to be called that, and you dare call them or refer to their pronoun as a a gender that's on their birth certificate, again, legal documentation, without first going through a process of sending the child to a guidance counselor who will then reach out to the family and work with the legal guardian or parents in this case, either case, whether it's legal guardian, parent, etc. And so what they're, what they're instructing teachers to do is say, no, 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 you are not, as a teacher, you don't have autonomy to decide secretly with somebody else's child. You don't have, hey, educator, you, no, you don't have that right. You don't. You can't have a secret with somebody else's child and then secretly decide that their name is different from their legal name. Their, their gender pronoun is different, right? And, and this for that, that kind of language for parental rights is what is taking center stage and why the school district now is forced. And I, I can't even imagine the cost, but I certainly think that when you talk about a major battle with the ACLU of Pennsylvania and court battles, et cetera, when you think about the cost, you're talking about, I would say, a minimum right off the bat, especially if it goes to tri- uh, go to tri- trial, you're talking about a minimum third of a million dollars, okay? Hundreds of thousands of dollars if you're going to do battle. Guess what? They're doing battle, and they're pushing back, and they're pushing back hard, and good for them. You know why? Because they're fighting for the rest of us. As a matter of fact, if I'm in a school board in Chester County or Montgomery County, I'm going to help donate to that fund because what goes in bucks, so goes the rest of Pennsylvania and perhaps the nation. It's a, it's a very big deal. With regards to that, and I'm going to get to all the politics and the, and the vote counting and nationally too. It was a big night for Republicans um, in the House with some major victories, it appears, projected winners, obviously. But I want to take you to, I have a Berks County story. This is a Berks County school board. So let's listen in. This is this is Berks County here in Pennsylvania and local school district. And a board member, now some, some say that, that this guy was railroaded for his comments. Others say that he's dangerous and he's caused irreparable harm. So listen in to what happened. And this is an NBC10 report. And Anthony... I sent you also a different version, the FMZ version as well. I want to play both because I want I want to hear, I want to listen if I can, to maybe some differences in the way this is reported. And I, I don't know. Let, let's just listen together and I'll take you through it. But first, we have an NBC10 report about this Berks County School Board member apologizing for some comments that were taken as uh, racially inappropriate. 
So let's listen in. NBC. Yeah, Jackie, nearly 50 people spoke at this special meeting, including students at Wilson High School, where we are right now, community members, parents, and even teachers. The majority of them condemning those words that that school board member said. The students even holding a petition calling for his resignation. Well, tonight, that school board member did publicly apologize, but he says he's not resigning. Do you feel that your actions, now that you understand what those words meant to some people, that you should be disciplined? Yes, I think I, I think I deserve discipline, yes. But Monday night, Wilson School Board member Mike Martin believes that discipline should not include resignation. Martin apologizing publicly for a statement he read last week during a scheduled school board meeting. Martin says he was reciting an online article that offensively characterizes people of color. He says these were not his words. And many others get offended when they are called out for what they did wrong. If you don't believe me, ask a young thug politely to pull up his pants Watch how he looks and responds. Ask a black person to turn down his music or obs and observe the response. Those words sparking backlash in the community outside of Reading. The school board holding a special meeting Monday night, voting to censure Martin, who's been on the board for more than 20 years. The majority of people commenting publicly at the meeting calling for Martin's resignation. I would like for you to I have nothing to offer. I, like many others in the community, was appalled. There were some who defended Martin. Mr. Martin was trying to start a conversation about the responsibility of this board, administrators and teachers, about being more diligent and consistent in applying student discipline. I hope you keep your seat. Several speakers raising concerns about comments Martin made in the past about members of the LGBTQ plus community, the latest comments offending many kids of color in the school district. Um, it was upsetting that people think like that, and for him to come to a school board meeting and share those hateful comments, it kind of upset me that it was allowed. And so that was the NBC 10 report, which report doesn't report a few things that I'll, that I'll just point out to you. Um, even though the Wilson School Board there in Berks County, this is Springfield Township, they voted 8-0 to zero at the special meeting last night to censure the board member that we talked about, Michael Martin, after he apologized. And uh, they requested his resignation. He abstained from the vote. They don't have any legal recourse, however, to remove him as a member. And they had two hours of public comment, okay, from community members as well as from teachers as well as from students. So I don't know that they, what was kind of fascinating in the report, because when I look at what happened, um, Martin was permitted to release a statement and make a statement. And so I want to play a different report. And this is a station. This is uh, 69 News WFMZ TV up in the Lehigh Valley. So let's just listen together if, if we can. And listen to this report and see if you hear anything that's reported in a different way. Tonight, an emergency school board meeting in the Wilson School District. Students and community members sharing their frustrations over a board member's racially charged comments at last week's meeting. Good evening once again. I'm Rob Vaughn. That school board meeting was called as the community was calling for board member Mike Martin to step down. This after Martin used language that he said was quoting from a black author regarding discipline problems in schools. Prior to tonight, Martin said that he would not resign his position. 69 News reporter Jack Reinhardt was at the meeting and joins us live from Spring Township with more. Jack. 
Rob, the meeting had to be held here at the Wilson High School Auditorium tonight because of the crowd size. The special meeting was held after concerns were raised about Martin bringing race into a discussion about student discipline. Martin says he was quoting an article about societal issues in order to further a discussion about problems facing the school system. Parents, students, and other members of the community lined up one by one during public comments. Before public comments, Martin said that people who know him will tell you he's not a racist person and never will be. Mr. Many people spoke out against Martin calling for his resignation. Several people also said that they felt his remarks were unacceptable. Do not come here and say you're sorry. Because from reading that article, you are not even supposed to bring it here. Okay, so the first report was here in Philadelphia. The other one out of FMZ, which is privately owned, by the way. They're not, you know, they have a network affiliation, but they're actually, they're owned by somebody who lives in that region. So they're they're one of the rare stations in the country, actually, that's still not an O&O, as we say, but by owned by somebody that's not a media group, but owned by a person who's actually kind of legendary in the Lehigh Valley. We'll talk about that moving forward. But I want to point this out, that in this, you hear from um, Michael Martin, who says he's not a racist, who says, I want to start by saying that when I spoke those words last Monday night, I did not understand the pain and hurt that it would cause. He says, although my intention was to further a conversation about student behavior, I realized my timing and approach was wrong and caused the community to be hurt. I take full responsibility for that and the pain that I've caused you. I've done more to help people of color over the last 40 years than most people probably don't realize or even understand, he went on to say. He's offered the administration, um, you know, the apology. He's not stepping down. And I, you know, from the sounds of that story, I don't know that the assessment that the first reporter in Philadelphia actually made, I don't know if it was a fair assessment that most people speaking out there were actually calling for um, this this former educator and school board member to to actually step down or resign. So I 855-839-1210, you know, what do you hear in that? And, and so just the language, and sometimes I'll do this as a long time, and I, and I have won my fair share, dozens of awards and reporting, anchoring, hosting in television news for decades of my life at not only CBS3 here, CBS Network News, hosting my own show nationally, and then for nearly a decade, the Fox 29, 10 o'clock news, I was the main anchor there. So I have a perspective on media and I have an ear for this stuff. And sometimes it's interesting when we have the same topic, but you're hearing different things from a different area. And what I would say to you is the NBC 10 report, it's shorter, but the reporter out on FMZ, you're hearing, I think, the language, he's making every effort in his language to be very fair. And there's not a narrative. And those are, and I know this is maybe a subtlety, and there are some things that are being omitted in, in the report, and obviously less time. But also what's interesting is that the reporter that would be considered in a smaller market, what that reporter is doing, he's out live in the field, so he's giving the video. He obviously stayed in the meeting 
And I'm going to admire him for this. He stayed in the meeting longer. He didn't leave the meeting and get the initial take. He actually stayed in that meeting pushing his deadline. So he didn't have a fully, he didn't, he didn't have what we call a package. In other words, where the reporters say, and I've been at the meeting and here's what they said. And you go to a pre-taped thing. He didn't do that. He did everything live so that he could stay in the meeting and listen to everything and get that perspective. So out of the two, which one do I prefer? I prefer number two. I prefer the FMZ in this particular case because he stayed in that meeting. He listened to everybody and he has a greater perspective of what was going on here. So every once in a while, I'll do these media takes for you just because I'm, you know, I'm an insider on this. But to me, this is one of those fascinating cases where the community is coming out and saying, here's somebody who's dedicated his entire life to helping kids. And if you listened to his message, what he, I, I wish he had not brought race into it because quite frankly, I've said that to my youngest son, especially get the ear pod out of your ear. What are you listening to with the loud music? You know, that sort of thing. And how many times have you said to your son, pull up the pant, where's your belt? You know, that's why in the Catholic schools, if you don't have your belt, uh, the nuns call and, you you know, mom is running the belt or dad is <laughs> to the school because there's a, a certain look and a dress code and that sort of thing. So I don't know necessarily, you know, he, he said, unfortunately, he said he, he named one ethnicity. And I think nowadays these kinds of things don't belong to any ethnicity of a child. And that's what he is inappropriate for, for sure. But does that immediately make you jump to the fact that he's quote unquote racist? And I think that's what I take issue is nowadays, instead of, I mean, I would have asked the question, well, why did you mention the ethnicity of the kid? Was there something that just happened that was a specific incident? So I would want to know that detail. Nobody asks him. They immediately label this person as, oh, you, you're a white guy, therefore you must be a racist. So if he were a person who's an African-American educator, then nobody, I, I think this would not be a story. And so this is somebody who's, you know, I'm just saying I, the media coverage and society nowadays wants to, unless there's something we don't know about here, and that has never come up with this story as I follow it for you, but I, I do want to hear your take. And just the way it was reported, I think that's critical to think about how is this actually being reported. 855-839-1210. I'm on Twitter, at Dawn Stensland. We have so much breaking right now and within the next couple of hours. And so we're going to try to bring it, <laughs> bring it forward and bring it to you. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. As it's happening, all live, all local, this is the Dawn Show. Be right back. So much happening as, yeah, the Mexican anti-drug ad showing Philadelphia just adds insult to injury. And speaking of that, what what happened to the bus? Did, did you wonder this? What happened to the, the big bus? Not Kamala's electric bus as the wheels go round and round. I'm talking about Mayor Kenny has been spoke, speaking out since last week. I think Friday afternoon it, it all started when Mayor Jim Kenney, the Kenney administration, said, oh, yes, oh, those Republicans from the border, that Greg Abbott, they're sending a bus full of migrants, but we're a sanctuary city. And all the advocates came out and said, we've been preparing for this. It's almost as if Philadelphia officials felt left out. That, why? well, New York got migrant buses even martha's vineyard got migrant buses why didn't we get any dc got them chicago got them by the thousands why didn't we get any it's almost as if they wanted these and wanted to make them get into the media coverage of it and what cracks me up and i gotta tell you this it cracks me up that mayor kenny was speaking out well i think we have that audio from Anthony grabbed a bunch of audio, but Mayor Kenny speaking out and say and making it sound like, oh, that's it's terrible that the Texas authorities didn't even tell us when they're coming and what time and how many and they won't give us details. Well, you know, there is this thing, you know, it's like a cell phone or you've got email. Did anybody just call? Just call. So let's listen in. Now, this is Mayor Kenny speaking about the migrant bus coming from the Texas border. And we're talking about you know, millions of, of people crossing the border, an unprecedented amount, obviously. And those border state officials, whether they're at a state level or a local level, local municipalities especially, have said, we, we can't handle this. We're inundated. And we, I know we've talked about this. So listen in. We don't know whether or not they've actually left. It's like a 36, 40-hour bus trip, so they could be coming anytime tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, but whatever day they come, we'll welcome them with open arms. We don't know. Could be Tuesday. We don't know. We don't know. And, and the complaint, the way it was reported as, well, those evil Republican border state leaders sending people on a bus. Well, guess what? Did you notice that suddenly it's just omitted from news coverage? Have you noticed that? Nobody's talking about the bus. You know why? Because there is no bus. The bus, <laughs> there's no bus. No, there were, So, you know, in the media, we all call. We, I was reaching out yesterday. Like, you guys sent a bus? What? Nobody sent a bus. There's no bus. There's no bus coming to Philadelphia. No bus was ever sent to Philadelphia. 52... Where they got this, I have no idea. I don't know. But it's bizarre to me, at some point, this is really fake news. 
And at some point, why not go to city officials and say, yo, where did you get this information? The media didn't start the story. You guys fed us the story. You guys said, oh, there's a bus and we're a sanctuary city and we are prepared and winter is coming and we have, we'll clothe them and we'll feed them and we'll give them immediate. I mean, they went through all the details. We'll, we'll give them immediate free health checks, whatever they need. And then, you know, immediately there were veterans groups, homeless groups, you know, speaking out, by the way, and this went viral saying, oh, really? Really? Uh, our, many of our veterans who are homeless or just in general homeless citizens, American-born citizens, they don't get that red carpet rollout. What's up with that, Philadelphia? And then a lot of taxpayers saying, uh, gee, you know, these are kind of some tough times <laughs> as we head into winter. And you look at fuel costs, and I have some new consumer news as well. And, and people really complaining about it and all the questions coming forward. And then all of a sudden today, nope, nope, no bus. And nobody's really even reporting on it. It's just vanished, evaporated. And so I have to just wonder, was this a, a, a genuine miscommunication between somebody? Or was this Philadelphia, a sanctuary city, wanting wanting the, the bus full or bus buses full of of migrants coming here and then who are you know when i'm saying migrants you know people who cross the border and they are asylum seekers and under the current biden policy as you well know it's, it really is just an open border we have 20 plus thousand and i saw the latest blip on the screen cbp had said even more than that uh, recently but about 20,000 people coming across the southern border illegally. And what from what I'm hearing about the border, the problem with it is that people who were trying to find a legal pathway, right, and they were in a holding pattern, those people who were finding a legal pathway, how would you feel? How would you feel if you were doing everything right and you were waiting and you had applied for this and you were following the United States laws and then you see 20,000 people a day, what are you going to do? You know what you're going to do. You're going to say, oh, heck with that. I'm just so the latest reports that I have with my sources say you don't really all the people who were waiting and even waiting in Mexico and had come from other countries and they were doing everything properly. No, they're just coming over because they're just thinking this is crazy. This is ridiculous. Why would I be an idiot standing here waiting, doing things legally when, in fact, all these other people get to go in? So that's that situation. But it is bizarre, is it not, that the city of Philadelphia gave all kinds of details on what they would do. It was almost like, I don't know, free advertisement. Hey, let's get the media to tell what we, Philadelphia, sanctuary city. But guess what? I just have to wonder if these videos that we're hearing about and the one that we told you about yesterday, which essentially you know, is showing parts of Philadelphia, but, and if you haven't seen it, I'll re, we'll retweet it. But I mean, it's hor- it's it's it really it's hor- it's awful. It's awful. It paints Philadelphia in an awful light. Talking about our crime and just showing people out like zombie people on some of our streets, shooting up drugs right out in the open. It's terrible. And they're saying this is why you never want to do drugs. This is and and saying this is Philadelphia. I have to wonder if the reason that none of the migrants want to come to Philadelphia is because we even have a we have a bad image. I wonder, have they heard about Krasner even in, in Mexico? 
because I have to wonder why. You know, legally, and somebody asked me this on Twitter yesterday, but we learned from that one lawsuit that they lost, that Democrats lost, but it was Ron DeSantis and Governor Abbott were speaking out about this. And one of the lawsuits, it was revealed that if the people say they have family or connections or a job offer or somebody where they have a destination, such as they can say, oh, my my, my great aunt lives in Philadelphia, it, you know, then my great aunt Susie lives in Philadelphia and here's her address. They can, in other words, request where they're being bused to. And so we know that many wanted to go to Chicago. Many wanted to go to New York City, for example. And so, and even with the with the um, folks who were flown, remember, to Martha's Vineyard, they were asked about it. They signed paperwork and there were interpreters and the, and the people said, yes, we want to go to Martha's Vineyard. I don't know that they had any relatives, but they had to legally state that they wanted to go to that destination. And if they say, no, I don't want to go there, I want to stay here on the border, then you're not allowed to force them onto a bus or a plane, etc. So, so it sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like nobody wanted to go to Philadelphia. That's not very good, is it? Let's go to Bob in, um, Bob in Huntington Valley. Hey, Bob. Hey, Don. Um, uh, nice meeting you at the PAL show. Yes. Uh, my idea is that if they're expecting a bus, that we ought to get a bus together and put all the homeless vets in there and all the homeless Americans on there, put the little um, arm handbands on them and roll them in and have um, Kenny welcome them and provide them with housing, food, medical checkups, and um, and a sanctuary city for homeless people. Yeah, and Bob, that is so astute of you to say that. You know, if we had, I don't know, a Patriot bus and asked, uh, you know, many of our, our veterans who have gone through some tough times, and, and we've talked a lot about that, right? You know, think about what would happen then if we asked veterans to come on the bus because the city of Philadelphia is offering that if you arrive on a bus, apparently you get, you get the red carpet treatment. You get free clothing, free wardrobe, free meals, free housing. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? And, and they'd be more than willing to be undocumented. They can. They don't have to provide names or any documentation or birth certificates or anything. <laughs> they could just get on the bus and they they welcomed with open arms. Yeah, and you know, God forbid, you would say, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm a I'm a United States veteran. I fought for this country, and in fact, maybe the reason I have PS, you know, I have." I have some stress disorders or I'm dealing with some issues in my life or I'm down and out is maybe because psychologically or physically, uh, you know, my service to this country has temporarily or, or maybe even permanently, you know, scarred me. Imagine that, Bob. It's a disgrace and, what's happening. And I, I wouldn't tell the city. I would just put it in a regular bus. I wouldn't put it in a Patriot bus. I would just pretend that they're home. Um, they're uh, illegal aliens have Kenny standing there ready to shake their hands and welcome them. And lo and behold, they're not illegal. <laughs> what a great idea. What a great, just to show the contrast with, you know, the way we treat people who essentially that, you know, are strangers who are not American born and certainly are not like a lot of these patriots. Right. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate your perspective and what a great perspective. Charlie is in Exton. Hey, Charlie. 
Hey, how you doing? Good, Charlie. Hey, hey, listen. I'm a black male. I'm in my 60s. I'm 62. And, you know, I'm a working person, okay? Uh, I've been in a business for about 30 years. And for those, for Texas or whoever, and I'm talking Kenny, who's a mayor of Philadelphia, he has no right to do that. And another thing I'm mad about for bringing up those immigrants and having open arms is because there's a lot of working people that are actually really, really, really struggling. And that's a kick in the teeth when you're going to just bring people in and you got open arms for them. Also, city council, which is predominantly black, they're not, they, not one of them ever said anything. You understand what I'm saying? And people are struggling day in and day out mm-hmm. that work in Philadelphia. Me, today, in this economy, I work from pay, paycheck to paycheck, okay? Mm-hmm. And for somebody to come in and get a free ride, that really kills it all. You know, that, that actually hurts me to my heart. And we all know why this is because of Joe Biden allow and Kamala Harris allowing this to happen in America and somebody needs to do something about it and we need to close those borders and we need to we need to get this uh, uh, America back again you understand what I'm saying I do Charlie what do you think about because I see on the call screener that maybe you wanted to comment on some of the school board issues like the Berks County with with the man he's a white man he's been in right. as an educator um, I don't know if you heard it but what's your take yes, I did. What's your take on some of these school boards? And he got up, he explained himself, and he was reading something. What's your take on something like that? Yeah, well, as far as the man, you know, I, I, I got to defend him. You know, uh, you like you said, I'm in agreement with you on this. You know, I, I'm not going to repeat the whole thing, what you said. But, you know, you can't call him a racist because he sees it, just like I see it. You understand what I'm saying? We both see, I, I see it in my neighborhood that these boys got baggy pants on. OK, and if it was another black person to say that, you're right. It wouldn't even be that bad at all. And you want to know some everybody says everything. You know, we, we might have the most racist people that are behind the wheel. You understand mm-hmm. uh, when they're driving, because you know how it is driving today. It's it's, uh, it's really bad. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can say to myself, I can tell you the truth. Hey, look, I'm the most racist guy behind this steering wheel when I'm driving. <laughs> Not like I'm stopping somebody and cuss them out or anything. But I, I, I'm being honest. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Everybody gets it. You know what I'm saying? Black, white, whatever. It doesn't matter. Although but, usually usually it's against a woman. It's a woman driver. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, you know. Well, I, I don't say it's for women that can drive good. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm not going to talk about the women. I'm going to be that low. But. But, but do you understand where I'm coming from? I do, and Charlie. It, it, this world is flipped upside down yeah. now, you know. And, and you're right. The media brings this out. The media is the one that's stroking this really, 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 really bad, mm-hmm. you know. And another thing I want to say about President Trump, I don't feel that he's a racist at all. You know what I'm saying? I just feel that, you know, this man, he has a better agenda than Joe Biden. And I, and, and, and I would be paying $4 and some change for gas today. I guarantee you that, too. So. Charlie, right, I, I appreciate you, you know, just taking all through, taking us through all the issues. Thank you, Charlie, for sure. Yeah, I think I, my point is, and I think Charlie brings that to center stage, is that we've got to get to a place where we don't just go from zero to, you know, 140, where we say, oh, you said such and such, you're a racist. But instead, to have a conversation and try to listen to one another, try to understand one another, 
And for this for this guy out in Berks County, I don't know this this person, but there were enough people at that meeting as I look through everything and and listen to some of the reports from the area. There were enough people who've known this person and his dedication to education and how he's worked with a lot of kids and so on and so forth. There were enough people that it convinces me that somebody like that to get up publicly and feel badly and feel ashamed of how he worded something he was reading, put it into context, but then allow him to make those in-flight adjustments, as I always say, to, to be appropriate. And, and as I, as I said about him, to not call out one ethnicity or another, because there's so many boys nowadays who need leadership and male role models. And those boys are, I think they're from all backgrounds and all ethnicities. So I think, you know, I hope for that community, they can heal, they can get through this. But what I'm also hearing is, you know, somebody called the media, local, a lot of local stations were there and somebody wants to grandstand. And whenever you get to that point where somebody just wants to be on the news and make a point that they've done this and they've canceled out an evil monster, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's a problem. And so I, I, I do hope for the community there in Berks County that they can, they can work it out amongst themselves, listen to one another, and come to, come to a peaceful, proper resolution on that one. We're continuing to follow that one. And we're continuing to follow. There are some critical votes and debates are happening as I'm speaking. This is locally. So as far as the Pennsylvania, as far as the Pennsylvania Legislative Committee that will vote, is expected to vote this morning on whether or not they want to impeach, move forward with that impeachment of District Attorney Larry Krasner, who has pushed back, called this a stunt. And then we also are expecting any minute now a big announcement as to what's going on with the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. It appears as of this second that they're holding on. The Republicans are holding on barely, but holding on to control. Um, and it's the tightest they've been in more than a decade. And apparently we're just one House seat away nationally in the U.S. House of Representatives. Not, you know, this is a California seat. So once they know the results of that one, will Republicans hold on to the House? All of this in contention. And can you believe today, Tuesday, November 9th, November 15th, one week later after Election Day, we still don't have all the results. That in my book, oh, well, that is a sin. You know, it's not a sin. It's a great time, an awesome time to search for that newer certified vehicle that you've been wanting, that you've been working for, that you deserve. And my friends from the Piazza Auto Group, they're always here to assist you with any and all of your automotive needs, including leasing, financing, maintenance, and so much more. So Piazza, they've grown to include Piazza Premium Automobiles with locations across Pennsylvania and now Northern Delaware. Just visit PiazzaPremiumAutos.com for the Land Rover, Jaguar, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Alfa Romeo, or Maserati dealer nearest you. P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaPremiumAutos.com. Tell them Dawn sent you. Just updating for you, Jay Leno, suffering these serious burns, but finally we get a word from him that he's doing okay, according to some reports, that he, these are serious burns. It was a gasoline fire. 
and it'll take a couple weeks, we're told, for him to fully recover. We don't know the cause and exact time of what happened, but the former Tonight Show host, this has gone viral, known obviously for his uh, famed car collection, which is housed at a garage in Burbank, north of Los Angeles. So a lot of speculation as to that. But the 72-year-old Leno, he was set to appear at a financial conference in Vegas over the weekend and into yesterday apparently canceled that because of a serious medical emergency that was finally, we didn't even know about it. I didn't hear it reported until yesterday afternoon. As you know, he took over NBC's Tonight Show when longtime host Johnny Carson, Floyd R. Turbo, retired back in 1992. And Leno, of course, was succeeded by Conan O'Brien in 2009. But so we're, we're just following the latest and a lot of well wishes. That has certainly gone viral as people wish Jay Leno the best. And we're kind of surprised to hear uh, that that had happened as well. So just one of the headlines I'm always following for you, for sure. There was a story that I found fascinating, and I have to admit, I, did you look at the wedding pictures of the Trump wedding over the weekend? I know Donald Trump. We'll talk about it. So former President Donald Trump, as you know, 9 o'clock tonight, it looks like most networks are saying they're going to carry it. He's going to make a major announcement. Wouldn't it be funny if he came out and said, uh, I'm going to the black suit. No, we're no longer we're in the blue suit or something. But he's going to make a major announcement from Mar-a-Lago, from his resort tonight, 9 o'clock. And so we'll all find out what perhaps is widely suspected. But it was a, it was a big weekend for the Trump family. Gorgeous. Oh, my goodness. Incredible pictures being released. Tiffany Trump, his youngest daughter, looking stunning. Ivanka Trump, gorgeous. Pastel wedding dress, uh, excuse me, a beautiful sequin kind of sparkly material looking wedding gown, gorgeous. But in other words, the bridesmaids and Ivanka Trump, they all wore, it was a pastel theme of pale blue, pale orchid. And of course, Marla Maples, you know, so I, I love that stuff. I'm sorry, but I'm a girly girl. I love to see the weddings and it looked like a lovely wedding. And so what is the view? Those lovely women on the view and they all love her. They're so, but what is Anna Navarro? What does she say on the View yesterday? She has to talk about the dresses. Listen in. I have to say I love bright. Tiffany's dress. I couldn't pull it off, but that was beautiful. Tiffany so, looks fantastic. They used to always come down on her, and she, she was the nice. unattractive Trump. She was the one. She, she was the cute Trump. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> she was the cute. Trump. Honey, and she, just, and she just married an actual billionaire, not one that A has real to borrow one? billions from the Saudis. <laughs> You see? Maybe we'll see his taxes. She's winning. <laughs> Tiffany's winning. Okay. I, I think they I think those Trump women look like a box of Jordan almonds. <laughs> Except What? I don't even get the reference, quite frankly, but it sounds like a maybe she's a racist. But the one comment about Kimberly <laughs> Guilfoyle was that Kimberly Guilfoyle wore black. Okay? She wore this dress. This is this black dress. And I know it's a fall wedding, but If you know etiquette, you never wear black to a wedding because, of course, that's a funeral color, right? So apparently they had said that Kimberly and some of the the pictures, the photos that were being tweeted out, they kind of cropped out Kimberly to avoid the controversy. And so what Anna Navarro and the, the comments are so catty and even, I think, borderline racist and sexist and so on. But then apparently Anna Navarro, the comment she made was uh, that she had said, oh, well, Kimberly was 
She was dressing for a funeral. It was the big MAGA funeral. But she had to make it all about, you know, Anna Navarro is an alleged Republican. I don't know where she has ever in her life worked as a Republican. She claims that's her claim to fame or whatever. But it was just catty and kind of nasty. I will say, though, have you ever had somebody wear an inappropriate color to the wedding? Like I have a dear friend and the mother-in-law wore red. This red, gorgeous dress. I've seen that a couple of times. I said, good for you. Who cares? But then some people are like, oh, you're never supposed to wear red. You never should wear black unless that's one of the themed colors and people lose their minds over this stuff. But I I don't know. To me, I think it's a lot of silliness, but it's kind of funny. It's worth a chuckle. All right, David, I'm going to get to David who's in Florida. Lucky you because it's this morning we had a freeze morning in effect. But hi, David, you wanted to comment. Yes, um, I want to talk about oath of office violation happening all across the United States. Okay, number one, it says in Article 2, Section 1, Clause 8, that the president solemnly swears and affirms and faithfully to execute the office of president of the United States. I will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. Okay, so basically, uh, he is not faithfully executing the law. Now, for example, if you look at Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution, uh, the president has a duty to protect the nation from invasion. That includes each state. So he's not doing that. He has not sent the National Guard to the border. He has not sent the Army to the border. And he's basically violating his oath. It says that... um, If a person violates their oath, they knowingly fail to perform their duty faithfully imposed by law. So basically what's happening here is no one is talking about oath of office violation. They're not studying it. I happen to be a certified paralegal. I graduated six years ago, and I'm trying to help solve this problem. So I've done some investigations, and I looked up on Google search, Uh, oath of office violation. I looked up on Google search oath of office of the presidency and I photocopy it and I send it to Congress members. Mm -hmm. And then I make phone calls to radio stations and uh, actual Congress members offices. And no one seems to be able to figure this out. Well, if someone violates their oath, like the president, guess what happens that nullifies his authority to continue to govern. So it's a contract that's made when he makes the oath before the Supreme Court Chief Justice. So, David, now, first of all, I don't think I don't know if we saw the sound, but we, you know, Kevin McCarthy had spoken out on Jesse Waters last week and talked about, you know, his agenda. And I and I thank you, David, so much for your research. And you take, obviously, the Constitution very seriously. So thank you, David, for your call. But I think that they're getting your letters. They might not respond to you, which they should. They should at least email you back or something. But even though they're not responding, I think they hear you. And I think a lot of people do hear you. And certainly with the with regard to the border, it is that's one of the federal government's main jobs, is it not? To to keep us secure, to keep us safe and to secure the border. It's kind of like leaving your leaving your your back door, your front door wide open and thinking, oh, well, we'll be safe. What could possibly go wrong? 
So I appreciate you. And, and certainly I love when people do their research. That's what I love about the WPHT audience. I, it's amazing how well, how well versed, how well educated you are. And I appreciate you when you correct me on things or, or you go into the detail. I love it. And I think we need more of you, <laughs> quite frankly. This is the Dawn Show, 855-839-1210 if you want to sound off. We have so much right around the corner. So we have the latest on what's going on with the, with the hashtag Impeach Krasner movement, that meeting this morning, and so much else. Pennsylvania center focus, but we have New Jersey news as well. Why is New Jersey getting a major payout from Google as well as Pennsylvania? It's all still ahead on the Dawn Show. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.